0: and you're listening to the Vintage Gardener podcast, which is where I give you tips and tricks on gardening, particularly if you're like me and you garden in Southern New Jersey, which is zone 7A. Okay guys, so before we start on to today's topic, I wanted to give a big shout out to everyone who participated in the Colin show on Friday. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we did have a technical issue. Uh, we, people got kicked off after an hour. I did put in a help ticket to Podbean. They thought maybe it was a iOS glitch, but I think once I explained to them that I had two different people on and it literally cleared out the entire studio, they were not sure what was going on, so they're going to look into it because the live podcast... Uh, Time cap is, you know, two hours, and we were, I, we hadn't even gotten to an hour yet. Um, so, the Friday podcast was a simulcast, so I live streamed it to YouTube at the same time. I'm probably going to try it again. Um, as a matter of fact, I do have a topic to do in a couple of weeks. I will announce that at the end of the show. And I'm thinking until. I figure out which one i would like to do i think i'm going to try to to live stream it to facebook because i think most of the followers to you know of the vintage gardener nj are on facebook and so hopefully it'll get seen a little bit more um, i'm trying to get people to jump over to youtube uh, but it's hard because reaching people on facebook is hard so um but more on that at the end of the show so Today we're going to continue the year-end review of the flowers. I did look at my podbean stats, and I noticed that I, it's definitely there's definitely I'm definitely picking up more listeners and that sort of thing. Um, I think I've gotten an additional follower and that sort of thing. And so I wanted to give a little bit of a background on what it is, why it is that I'm doing this. So if you guys have been following my channel straight from like the very get-go then you will realize that I would eventually like to sell unusual plants or harder to find more unusual, you know, plants. And the reason being that, you know, as a gardener, one of my frustrations has been that it's hard to find a lot of diversity. A lot of the garden centers sell the exact same thing. You know, I, you know, before starting, planting my stuff from seed, I would go to anywhere, I think, between 12 to 15 different garden centers to try to find, to try to find stuff. It was very, it was, it was very difficult to, because everybody had, you know, they would have maybe one or two plants that other people didn't have. And it was just, I spent a lot of time driving and trying to source more unusual plants for my garden and so i'm sure if i'm frustrated that way i'm probably sure that other people have are frustrated that way and so you know i'm trying to grow things from seed because that's the only way to get them you know but the one thing i'm finding is that a lot of the seeds are not necessarily from this country uh, They're grown in other places. A lot of the seed companies in this country are really more clearing houses. And so, what they have on the seed packet, although nice, is not really necessarily true of growing it in this country. So, for example, I'm looking at some of the seeds that I have from GeoSeeds. Like um, some of them are from Holland, I have seen some from Germany. And, you know, their climate and soil and even, you know, rain. Uh, minerals and nutrients is completely different than what I have in my garden. So even if it gets 24 inches in Germany, doesn't mean that it's going to behave that way when you put it in Southern New Jersey. And so, you know, I want to know how these things are going to do uh, in here so that, you know, if I'm selling them, people ask, you know, people know, have a realistic expectation of what to expect. The other thing is I need to know things about like past because, you know, you know, something that's growing in Germany, well, they've got different pest issues than we have here. Um, they may, they're going to have different fungal issues than we have here. And so, you know, sometimes as gardeners, you know, things look pretty, but then some, some plants can't handle the environmental conditions of where you grow. And so I'm sure that I'm going to lose some plants. That's just what happens. But You know, I'll refine and narrow down what actually does really well in this area. And then that's how I will be, that's how I'll decide what I plan to provide. Um, So the plants that I'm growing, you know, I'm considering everything. (laughs) And um, that's, so that's why I'm doing this. So anyway, you know, everything that I'm growing, it's part of a plant trial. And so um, I would say year two, this is definitely the f- more most successful year of plant trials. Uh, last year turned out to be a bit of a fiasco for any number of reasons. But um, yeah, so that's why I'm doing this. So today we're going to be considering the chrysanthemums that I got from Bluestone. Uh, Bluestone perennials does have a, a decent selection of, um, garden were known as garden chrysanthemums uh, they're not the kind you find in home depot uh in lowe's these would be i guess you would consider to be florist moms they are surprisingly um winter hardy because they're certainly winter hardy in my zone and i'm zone 7a and i thought from some of the tags on them they may be winter hardy maybe to zone 6 or so so it's just it's something if you're interested in definitely look into Okay, so the first chrysanthemum we're going to consider is French vanilla. This is in my white section of the parterre garden. Um, I put this in the ground in, ooh maybe closer to the end of August. So it didn't, it, it grew, it didn't grow as big as some of the other ones that I planted earlier. But it's got a nice cream wow. sorry about that (laughs) i'm not sure what my dog is barking at probably saw a bird outside the window but um it's light cream i mean it had a it seemed like it had a blush center to start but as it aged it aged to a nice cream color it did flop because of course i did not put in supports that's going to be my claim to fame this year and but i could tell from how much it did grow since august that i'm probably going to need to do a large support ring or do like five bamboo stakes in a star pattern and do the holding star which um if you guys are interested that's a video that is posted on my youtube channel on how to do a holding star i use it to stake peonies, but you can use it for anything so it was beautiful i think it's going to make a really great cut flower and i cannot wait Uh, for next year because I think it's, you know, once it gets settled in, those roots are going to be growing, you know, throughout the winter. And I think next year it's going to put on a tremendous amount of growth. And I think it's going to be pretty spectacular when it blooms. Uh, So the next chrysanthemum up is Peace. And this one is a light yellow color. I have this one in the in the uh, Memorial Garden from my paternal grandmother. And in, it has, it's shorter. I would say this one is probably going to get to between 18 to 24 inches, probably 24. I planted it earlier, early on in the season. And so unlike some of the other ones, it really, this one didn't get to its, I could tell it's not at its full height. Next year, I think it will get, um, get there, but not this year. So this one definitely has a little bit more slow growth rate. Um, the the interesting thing I thought about this is that number one, this is, this is not a fall blooming chrysanthemum. The other chrysanthemums I had definitely started blooming, you know, in, you know, end of September, October, once the temperature started getting cooler. This one actually started blooming in the summer. Um, I, I do believe I'm trying to think when I got my first bloom on it, maybe July or something. And so, and this, what surprised me was that it's been continuously blooming since July. I did not cut it back. Um, I know some of the recommendation is that you cut it back. I wanted to see what was going to happen. It, you know, it's one. This is the type of plant that basically just continued to deadhead it, and it's going to basically bloom for summer straight through fall because it's still blooming now. The one thing that I did notice is that the head, the head of the head, the shape of the bloom changed. Between summer and fall, and I think this goes back to a lecture I attended by the Central Carolina Chrysanthemum Society, of which I'm a member. Uh, they had um, a they had a uh, they had a Zoom conference with this one grower from England, and if you guys are not familiar with the whole heirloom chrysanthemum thing, the it most people who grow them are growing them for competitive pur- competitive purposes. I'm not. But um, if you're in it for competitive pur- purposes, then you, um, then you, you will know that there are 13 classes of chrysanthemums based upon the bloom shape. And so one thing I do remember from the lecture from the guy from England was that in England, they did away with a couple of the classes, they kind of merged them. And if I remember correctly, it was like they merged like in curve and reflex, but I'm gonna check on that. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure those are the two. And, and the reason they merge them is because basically an in curve can become a reflex depending upon environmental factors. And I'm pretty sure the factor was was heat. And so for those of you guys who are not familiar with heirloom chrysanthemums, an in curve chrysanthemum basically the petals curve upwards where, you know, like in towards the center of the flower, whereas a reflex, the the petals curve downward. And so one of the things that um, I noticed was that in the summer, the peace chrysanthemum had more of a closed, a closed head to it. And that now that it's fall, it seems like that head is a lot more looser and much more open. Because I did cut one of the yellow ones during the summer Um, for, you know, for arrangement and it really never opened. It was just kind of like a ball. And so that has definitely changed shape. So that's, that was interesting to see. And then let's see, the next chrysanthemum is Royal Glamour. Uh, This is in my orange section. I put it in there because my understanding was that it was going to be a salmon color. Um, it's definitely, it's more, um, a, du- a dusty rose with salmon undertone. So it kind of stands out in the orange section. So I think I'm going to, maybe at the beginning of next year, I will dig it out and I'm gonna put it in the, I think I'll put it in the pink section, like in the, cause I have two pink sections. One is for lighter and then one is a darker. I'll put it in the darker pink section. Um, it, the mature size is 30 inches. I'm pretty sure it hit about 30 inches this year. It definitely needs five bamboo stakes, do that Hildeen star. Um, it does have long cut stems. It um, also had a lot of sprays on it and so one thing that was interesting is that when i was cutting some of the sprays for you know it made a nice flower arrangement because basically you could put the one stem and it had like five flowers on it and kind of work other flowers between those flowers so it was kind of peeking through um don't get me wrong there were some stems that were just really long that were single stems um the interesting thing i noticed is that when it you know pulled over is that when it kind of exposed the sides of the plant to the sunlight it started putting on what you would say, like if it was a rose, you would say those were lateral canes. And so the, it's putting on lateral growth and those are going to flower too. <laughs> Overall, I was happy with it and I can't wait to see what that's going to do next year. Uh, then the next chrysanthemum is the chiffon chrysanthemum, which is in the memorial garden for my maternal grandmother. So that one is light pink with some peachy undertones absolutely beautiful. It, it's absolutely stunning. Um, I One of the things I did is I cut back the zinnias and so you could really see it. And man, it, it makes quite an impact. It's a prolific bloomer, definitely needs five stakes um, or some sort of ring support. I, I'm probably going to go with the bamboo stakes because it's just the amount of blooms on it. I'm not sure... Using a support ring is going to cut it because it's just, you know, it's the, it's the way it's the formation on it is mounding. And so it's, yeah, it's just covered. So, um, it's beautiful long stems for cutting, absolutely beautiful. Um, Oh, I I forgot to mention with some of the with some with the chrysanthemums that they do seem to have a long stem life. Excuse me, they seem to have a long vase life. Um, I I cut one of the chiffon mums, put it in a um, in a in a vase. It was by itself. I kid you not. I got I'm gonna say like two or three weeks from that particular one. Same thing with the um, royal glamour it went a couple of weeks so which is absolutely great absolutely great so next year especially once I have more blooms I will definitely be doing like indoor arrangements with just just chrysanthemums especially because I'm gonna be getting more bloom types next year and it'll be really nice to have a you know an arrangement of flowers where they maintain their bloom for such you know for a few weeks and last but not least, I have Sheffield Pink. Um, I first saw this one at Cordless Farm. It's a daisy. A daisy in terms of the bloom, it looks more like a daisy. Um, it's pink. It's got a yellow center. I'm gonna have to check because I don't know. I didn't notice that it had started blooming. This one is also in the Memorial Garden for my maternal grandmother. The colors in her garden are pink, yellow, and white. Um, it's 24 inches sp- spread. This one did not put on a lot of growth, but I don't, I think it was really user error. I did put in some zinnias and we have yet to get to that. Um, The zinnias kind of took over, kind of took over. Um, I'm definitely going to have to adjust what I do with zinnias for next year. And I think it didn't grow too much because the zinnias were blocking a lot of the light. I have cut those zinnias out once again. Um, with the zinnias, I'm going to have to make some adjustments because uh, I, I don't need as many. Let's put it this way. The zinnias this year performed a lot differently than last year, um, but we're going to get more into that. And so I, I'm not sure if it's a, wa- a watering issue or if it's because this year was a lot hotter. It got a lot more quickly and things just grew in in unusual ways because of the heat. Um but I'm deaf that's something I'm definitely going to monitor for next year. So I did cut the um cut the zinnias back and I did notice that the plant was uh, was budding. Um it didn't look uh it didn't the leaves weren't yellow because if your your leaves are pale yellow, um that can happen when it's not getting a, sl- a lot of sunlight, which it really wasn't. So it has buds on it. I don't think I'm going to get too much this year. Uh, but next year, like I said, I'll adjust some things and I think the plant will recover. Okay guys. So that is it. So that is all of the chrysanthemums I got from bluestone perennial. I got some chrysanthemums from the central Carolina chrysanthemum society. And I also got some from the New Jersey state chrysanthemum society and I'll be reviewing those, um, at a different time because the type, the ones from the Chrysanthemum, the Central Carolina Chrysanthemum Society were more, I would say they were definitely more appropriate for shows. Uh, the ones that I got from Bluestone Perennial are like more of the garden type Chrysanthemum. So they're definitely, they're, they're bushier. They definitely perform more like a, like a, um, they, they do kind of perform the way the ones from Lowe's and Home Depot are. It's just that the heads are a lot more decorative. Uh, the ones that I got from, for example, the s- Central Carolina Society, um, some of them I'm probably going to have to like pinch to get disc buds, but the-, the heads on them are shaped completely different. It just depends upon what class they are. The ones that I got from New Jersey State Chrysanthemum Society, it's kind of unusual because on one... S- On one hand, I can tell from how they're growing that they're probably going to be, grow more like a garden mum. But the one thing I would have to say is the head, the flower type are more of like the showy, like the ones you would use in a show. So it's kind of like a blend. But anyway, I'm going to deal with those in another... Uh, podcast because there's a lot more that can be said and I don't want to make this um, too long so now that we're at the end of the podcast I'm going to tell you about the next show Uh, I'm going to do a November show and I think I'm gonna do it let's see I think I'm gonna do it November 18th (laughs) so that's the week before Thanksgiving and the topic for that show is going to be recipes so I want to know recipes things that you um, things that you have for things you've grown in your garden because I know that a lot of people have vegetable gardens I know from a lot of people this year that their vegetable gardens were extraordinarily abundant and uh, I know some people for example you know did canning but then they ran out of jars because just the overabundance and so I'm really interested in hearing What are examples of things you make with the stuff that you grow in your garden? Because, you know, I think, you know, things like, for example, tomatoes, people think of a lot of tomato sauce, but there's other things you can do with tomatoes. So I like to hear some ways that would help us all uh, be more creative with the produce in our kitchens. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I will be, this week, you're probably going to notice another podcast. I'm still trying to get the, um, the two-hour live show that we did a couple months ago, edited and uploaded. Uh, it's been hard editing it, well, to a certain extent, because number one, it was so long. But the other t- thing was that uh, somewhere in the podcast, somebody used a some profanity, and so I've got to actually find that and bleep that out. <laughs> and so that's what's been taking uh, that's what's been taking time because I don't remember at what point in the podcast that was. So um, I will see you guys uh, next week. I'm not sure what flower we're going to be dealing with. Um, Just give me a second and I'll look at my papers right quick. Okay, guys, next week's podcast is going to be a review of poppies. So definitely get ready for that because that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, I have to say that uh, poppies are probably going to be one of my new... Uh, favorite flowers um, for the next year. Actually for all time because they really were a great flower. Uh, So I'll see you guys next week and I will see you guys in the next live call-in show which will be November 18th.